podcasts are sponsored by Kinexus, where we're passionate about empowering people to spread continuous improvement with our web-based software. Learn more at www.spreadimprovement.com. Hi, this is Mark Raven, and welcome to Lean Blog Audio. It's episode 89 for August 27th, 2015. Today's episode is titled Throwback Thursday. Inc. Magazine writes about Dr. Deming in 1987. So I stumbled across an article uh, from the Inc. Magazine archives. It's titled Zero Defect Management, One Quality Expert's Advice, Start Running Your Company Differently. Now, in 1987, I was starting high school, and it was probably right about the time when my dad, who was an engineer and uh, manager at General Motors for 40 years, was able to attend one of Deming's famed four-day seminars. And you know, hearing about that was my first exposure to Deming or, or anything vaguely related to lean thinking. Now, if you want uh, to read that full article, I've linked to it at leanblog.org slash audio89. But the first paragraph of the article summarizes some of the key Deming ideas that were, and I think still are, very revolutionary. One, stop inspecting every part or monitoring every transaction. If you have a quality control department, get rid of it. Two, forget production and sales goals. In fact, forget management by objective altogether. Three, and oh yes, abolish employees' annual performance reviews and merit raises. So it's interesting to me that Toyota, you know, a company that was influenced greatly by Deming still has final inspection areas at the end of their assembly lines. And this surprises people who visit their plants. They'll say things like, well, I thought Toyota built in quality at the source. It says so on their website. Well, Toyota, for all of their efforts, still does not have a perfect process. They don't generate perfect quality. So they've decided that having that final inspection, while technically waste, is better than passing on defects uh, to their customers. Would Deming be disappointed in them? Well, I don't know. Maybe not if they are continuing uh, to improve. Again, from the article. You'd think, for example, that a quality expert would favor 100% inspection. In fact, Deming would argue it often makes no more sense than a shopper's opening every package in the supermarket before buying. If the production system is good enough, mass inspection is likely to be a waste of time. Similarly, to rely on a quality control department is to tell workers indirectly that high quality isn't their job. Quality has to be built in, not inspected in." End of quote. So I love Deming's analogy. If quality is good enough, you don't have to inspect everything. Now, sadly, I've learned from experience with uh, even one of our uh, you know, high quality gourmet grocery stores uh, here in Texas that I do often have to inspect packages of fruit or cheese um, to check for mold. But I don't open every box of cereal, nor do I test their meat for E. coli. In the Inc. article, the writer paints a picture of Deming as being influential, but flawed. Quote, for all his newfound popularity though, Deming's impact has been curiously limited, partly because of his own communication problems. His manner can be inscrutable, even off-putting. Insulting more than enlightening, one would-be client described it. He has a propensity for overblown imagery, referring, for example, to the seven deadly wastes of management." End of quote. So I think, I guess Dr. Deming wasn't trying to be liked, you know, but it raises important questions for how we bring up issues and concerns in our role as change agents, whether that's inside an organization or as outsiders. So again, from the article, quote, and he speaks in the broadest of generalities. 
When we were through watching the tapes, we thought, great philosophy, but what do we do? A small company chief executive officer who sampled the video course told Inc. a couple of years ago, end of quote. Now, Jack Welch, the former CEO of GE, said a similar thing in one of his books as I blogged about earlier this year. Now, I've thought many of Deming's recommendations were actually quite specific, such as ending the annual performance appraisal. But that wasn't something Welch was really going to consider. Yeah, I think Deming was specific, but, but maybe saying Deming was too vague could be a handy excuse for not trying his radical ideas. Uh, one other excerpt uh, from the article, quote, to Deming, high quality can't be inspected in, added on, coerced, demanded, or achieved through exhortation, such as quality is everyone's responsibility. Rather, high quality goods and services are the natural products of an organization that's working right. To oversimplify only a little, quote, working right means identifying problems and encouraging everyone involved, workers, managers, suppliers, whomever, to help solve them, end of quote. Ah, now, now I remember how I found the article in Inc. Uh, I, I saw somebody quote Deming as saying, kind of unironically, that quality is everyone's responsibility. Um, so I went searching to try to find a source for that quote. Now, my impression is that Deming was really mocking such slogans or, or posters that would say these things. It's the type of expression he would have said, you know, I think, hogwash about. Deming said and wrote that quality starts in the boardroom. Yes, everyone plays a role, but as the red bead experiment uh, teaches and demonstrates, quality is often the product of the system. It's, it's mostly the product of the system. The workers and frontline staff don't design the system, management does. Now, everyone should be involved, but everyone is not equally responsible for quality. That, at least to me, that's the main takeaway. Saying quality is everyone's responsibility makes it too easy for manage management to think they've somehow delegated quality to their employees or that they're you know, magically empowered. Leaders must play a role and it's, uh, it's an important one. So anyway, there's a lot of wisdom in the article, including discussion about the need to understand variation and to ask ourselves if, uh, if judging employees is fair if their performance is within the ranges of normal variation. Um, so as always, it's, it's provocative and I, I think still relevant material, even 28 years later. Um, so again, to read uh, this blog post or the article that I'm talking about, go to leanblog.org slash audio89. And if you would like to subscribe to the series, you can learn more by going to leanblog.org slash audio.